Okay. <laughs> so, I all this talk about Will Smith and Chris Rock and the slaps and the jokes and this and that. By the way, I was really thinking about it. I know on the previous podcast, uh, you know, I said if Chris Rock, man, Chris Rock shouldn't talk to anybody. No interviews. No TV, no radio, no appearances, no tweets, no social media, no nothing. I mean, he did, since it came out, both Will Smith and Chris Rock issued apologies. (laughs) And as you know, Chris uh, Will Smith apologized during his acceptance speech. He didn't apologize to Chris Rock. He apologized to the Academy. He apologized. The Academy is now launching an investigation. I was... It's always so funny when somebody launches an investigation into something that everybody saw, like it's on TV, millions, I, I, I assume millions of people watched it. If not, millions of people have seen it. I don't know that millions of people were watching the Oscars, and certainly, I don't know, at that point, it was pretty late. I don't remember if it was if it was 10 or if it was 11. That show went so late. Um, anyway... Uh, I doubt that a lot of people, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see, and maybe maybe the ratings are out. I, I'm curious to know if the ratings, you know, if they saw a boost in that late period. I doubt it. Maybe on the West Coast? I'm not sure, but because uh, it would be a little bit earlier in the West Coast, so maybe people were tuning in there, but in the in New York and New England, I, on the East Coast, I can't imagine. Just so many people are in bed already on Sunday, but eh, what do I know? Um, but the social media activity has been nothing, nothing but, uh, nothing but Will Smith and Chris Rock. And, uh, it's, it's kind of funny to think about it. Like how big those guys were in the nineties. Like it's almost, it's over 20 years, you know, it's 30 years since Fresh Prince. It's over. I mean, Fresh Prince started over 30 years ago. Chris Rock was on Saturday Night Live about 30 years ago, early nineties. Nine, what, 92, 93, 94, something like that, uh, 91. I, I don't know exactly. He wasn't on for long. He didn't He didn't make a huge impact when he was on that show. But uh, anyway, but he was, you know, people knew who he was. And, and then it was later on, like, you know, 98, I think he came out with that big special. And that was, that was kind of a, that sort of launched him into a, a different stratosphere. Um, it's just weird to think like, and, and now these guys are with Chris Rock. I think they said he's 57. I didn't know he was that old. That's he's 17. So like, yeah, that's, I mean, I, I thought, uh, yeah, I thought he was like a lot of these SNL guys. You realize like I'm watching them when I'm like 10, 11, 12 years old. And I think, oh my gosh, they're so old. And then you you realize it's so weird to be a like when I'm a you're a kid growing up in the '80s and you see these other you know child actors on TV, uh, you know I don't know Fred Savage let's say who's been on TV since as far back as I can remember, and then you realize like God damn there some of these people are only you know ten years older than me, three years older than me, four years older than me, and it seems like well they should be very very old. It's like oh my God they're in their forties. They're not that much older than me. They're like, yeah, it's, it's weird. So I expect, I thought Chris Rock, I think Will Smith is like 53. I expected Chris Rock was a, around that age. 
Because I figured, yeah, Will Smith's probably about 10 years old. I, it's weird. I would have thought Will Smith would be a little bit older than 53. I thought Chris Rock would be younger than 57. I don't know what I thought they'd be. It's weird when you think about it, though, right? Like, I think about being a kid and the first time – well, I wasn't a kid. I was – let's see. When my dad turned 55, I guess I would have been 21, so I wasn't that young. But it was such a funny thing. I remember – Going to say the Burnt Hills Cafe, and they have the or or Friendlies or so, one of those places that has a fifty-five and older menu, the senior menu, and then you see like fifty-five and up senior living communities and stuff like that, and you think like, oh my gosh, it's fifty-five is so old, and you can live in retirement, you can live in Jimmy Buffett's pleasure paradise when you turn fifty-five. And so to think that Chris Rock, who looks great, is 57, and you think Will Smith, who also looks great. I mean, those are two – these are two guys who, worst worst case, they haven't aged at all. Best case, they've oh, – look at this. I'm looking at the TV, and there's Will Smith. You know what's weird? Sorry, let me just – either they haven't they, – you look at them, and they haven't aged at all, or – you look at them and say they've aged. I mean, Will Smith. You could you could honestly they've got that Fresh Prince uh, thing on the Peacock, the the drama version of it. They could just have done a Fresh Prince and had Will Smith play like a high school kid. You know, I mean, having millions of dollars. <laughs> it, well, clearly, what we found out on Sunday night is being very famous and being a mega movie star and having millions of dollars. Uh, clearly makes you very, very happy and you have no problems in your life. Ha, 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 Um, well, whatever, whatever it may bring with it, the money and the fame and the fortune and everything else, uh, yeah, clearly does not, uh, yes, okay, great. Uh, clearly it doesn't guarantee happiness, but there's one thing it guarantees is if you want to Chris Rock to perform in Boston tomorrow? No shit. Whoa. How do I get tickets to this? Oh my god. See, that's the thing, man. Now you're just like that's what I said. Chris Rock should say absolutely nothing and just like he could do a comedy hell, he's performing tell Netflix call Ted Sarandos and tell him to bring his cameras, set it up. You tape a little special in Boston, man. Oh man, you could have that thing on Netflix in a, in a week or two. Hell, you could you maybe have it by Friday night. Who knows? If people really wanted to move fast, <laughs> can you imagine though? If you like, and I don't know. I assume that Chris Rock was that was planned. I don't know, but uh, can you imagine? Um, can you imagine going? And you're expecting, like, you know, if people, if there were tickets left, I don't know what the deal is where he's performing. Just said Chris Rock performing in Boston. Uh, but imagine going and you're expecting, like, okay, we're going to hear it now. And it's just like, yeah, it's just like the old Chris Rock jokes. It's just bits. It's just little, you know, it's just his act and nothing about the, uh, nothing about the Oscars. Like, oh, man. Uh, yeah. But anyway, um it is it is weird like those guys. It's weird to see people in their 50s given what 
people in their 50s looked like when I was a kid. They looked like very, very old people. People in their 50s back in the 80s looked like people who are in their 80s now in the 20s. I think that makes sense. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, so like it's just it's weird. Like, and these guys, Chris Rock and Will Smith, have been around for thirty plus years. And Will Smith's been around doing doing the music stuff since the eighties, and TV since the nineties, and movies since the nineties. Chris Rock, I mean, I, I didn't know he existed until Saturday Night Live in the early nineties, but I'm sure he was obviously doing stand up in the eighties. You know, he was coming up with like Jerry Seinfeld and those guys. They're good friends, so he was he was with that group doing doing the clubs and everything. Um, and so it's weird to think about people who have been famous for thirty years, and my kids, you know, being ten and twelve. If I'm so, if I go back to nineteen ninety two and I look at like somebody, I don't know who was <laughs> like. If 30 years ago, I don't know if like the Beatles, if Paul McCartney, I don't know, Paul McCartney slapped Mick Jagger. That's a bad comparison, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's a weird, like for, yeah, it's, it's crazy. You know, it's funny too, because I've, I've been, this sounds bad, but I, as of late, I've been thinking like, I miss when people, I, I don't like when people hate each other, but I do miss like Hollywood feuds and stuff. It used to be, you know, like. Yeah, I mean, just people, just people, you know, famously not liking one another and that kind of thing, and um, and it's just everybody kind of gets along or at least pretends to. They pretend to, and so uh, you know, on the one hand, I'm thinking like, yeah, it'd be nice to have a good old fashioned celebrity feud, and then, and then that thing happened on Sunday, and it's like, eh, it's it's just kind of actually makes me sad. I think, I think. A feud is like I want people who are in their twenties and thirties who wouldn't like potentially get getting you know knocked down with a with a slap and uh, I don't know potentially have a heart attack or something. And Chris Rock is obviously in good shape. He took the he took the hit like a champ. Obviously, it, you know people are you can, you can say what you want. Oh, it was it was a pretty light. It was a pretty weak slap. Maybe maybe not. Uh, either way, when you get when you get a slap to the face. It's a weird thing, especially when you're not expecting it. I don't know what Chris it's interesting, like what would what was Chris Rock expecting? And now of course there's people who have the freeze frame. Because you do one thing that's interesting is Chris Rock's laughing. He's got his hands behind his back and he's kind of like he's leaning his face forward. And so the conspiracy theorists are like, they still think, yeah, oh, it's a work. It's we got worked. This is a whole thing. These guys decided, you know what, let's uh Let's fuck shit up. They're they're buddies, and they said, "Look, I'll say something." Jada's in on it. I'll say something about your hair, your head. Uh, you know, you guys, you look like you're gonna laugh it off. Will comes up and just slaps me. Don't slap me too hard. Don't fucking kill me. But you know, you slap me. I'll be ready for it. I'll have my hands behind my back. I'll lean my foot. Because then, if you look at freeze frames of it, Chris Rock's. You know, even watching the video, like his head's out, his arms are behind his back. And if you look at a freeze frame, it looks like he's bracing for it before the slap comes. Now, a freeze frame's different because that moment happens so fast. When you watch it live, when you watch it in a regular speed, it's it's a very fast, it's unbelievably fast how quickly Will Smith hits, hits Chris. 
Um, so the notion that, I don't know, you know, I, I think maybe it's possible that Chris Rock expected, cause like, what do you think is going to, ha- you know, he's kind of laughing and stuff, but he does, he does have his head lean forward. He's chuckling and, and then we'll just, boom, hit and run <laughs> and off he goes. And people say like, you know, Will's kind of smirking when he does it. He doesn't look that happy when he sits back down and he's, you know, don't put my wife's name and get your wife's, my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. Uh, hey, if so, that's, that's what the Oscar should go to because Will Smith's never done any better acting than that. And it does, I mean, like, yeah, when you listen, when you think about it, and I'm watching it, when I watch the speech live of Will Smith and he's comparing himself to King Richard, or, you know, Venus and Serena's dad. Um, and it's it's also very strange. Like, this is kind of a special night for them, too. And it's like every every time the, the Williams sisters go to have, like, a, what was it a couple weeks ago with that lady, you know, said, oh, oh you think you've... You've got it bad. I've been competing against men my whole life. So fuck it. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. Can't they, can't these sisters just like have a moment? There's always something. They're always like, oh, they're too confrontational or they're this or they're that. Or they didn't struggle enough because they didn't play tennis against the men. But I was directing films in a male drip. Like, can't they get like two seconds to just be... I, I know it's going to come eventually, but like Jesus Christ. And then they go, there's a movie about them. And like, which is also kind of funny because it's really not about, it's called King Richard. It's about their dad. It's Will Smith playing their dad. And then Will Smith just like hijacks the night. He, you know, ruins it for, I mean, poor, again, poor quest love. And you got these nice moments, the Godfather thing. And you've got, uh, you've got Lady Gaga and, uh, and uh, Liza Minnelli coming out, a very sweet moment. You've got tributes to, you know, the uh, Bill Murray. Oh, does anybody even know, remember that Bill Murray was there saying, uh, you know, a nice little tribute for Ivan Reitman and Jamie Lee Curtis holding a dog, giving a little tribute to Betty White? Uh, it's like, no. And and so, t- so I feel like that. I don't know. Yeah, is Will Smith a narcissist? Yeah, he's, I would say so. It's always sort of seemed that way, going back to like the way that he he ruled that Fresh Prince set with an iron fist. Ask Janet Hubert, and I know she's she's cool with him now. And she, by the way, Janet Hubert, the original Aunt Viv, uh, totally on Will Smith's side. I was that was the tweet I was really looking forward to seeing as I was lying awake at two in the morning on Sunday night or Monday morning, and I was thinking, hey, what's uh, you know, I should be sleeping, but I was thinking, oh, I'm so, I so want to know what, what Janet Hubert thinks. I'm so, I'm so curious to know what, uh, what she has to say about things. And she, she's completely, she's, look, she's saying what everybody else is saying, which is they're both wrong. Um, but she also is kind of of the, uh, of the mindset that like, yeah, but also, she basically said, I met Chris Rock and he's a piece of shit and I wanted to slap him too. So I think there's a lot of people who have been uh, on the receiving end of of Chris Rock's uh, zingers and quips, if you will. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people who want to slap him. I'm sure there's a lot of people who want to slap Ricky Gervais. 
I remember Jennifer Aniston coming out at, I don't know, the Golden Globes or whatever it was when he introduced her as Rachel from Friends. And, oh, my gosh, as the saying goes, if looks could kill, yeah, he would have, we, we would have buried him under the stage that night. Uh, but anyways, yeah, he's, is he a narcissist? Yes. Uh, is he that... Is he that much that he and Chris Rock would have said, hey, man, let's, uh, let's fuck shit up at the Oscars. You say some dumb joke about my wife's head and her lack of hair. I'll come up. I'll hit you. Uh, look, I've, I've been Muhammad Ali. I've been in, like, all these action movies. I know how to throw a punch, kind of WWE style, where I'm going to hit you. I'm going to make contact, but I'm not going to fucking kill you. I'm not going to break your nose. I'm not going to rupture your eardrum or anything like that. I'm going to give you a quick shot. Boom. It'll make a sound. It'll be near the mic, so it'll make an even better sound. You take it. You don't, you know, you try, you move on. You, I'll, And then I'll, I'll, I'll yell some shit to you. You know, don't fucking say my wife's name. And, uh, and then I can work that into my speech about protecting my family. But that, but also like, did he know he was going to win? I mean, maybe maybe some of these awards they let people know. I don't know. I don't think so, but maybe they do. I don't know shit about it. But there's there's always going to be <laughs> there's always going to be those uh those 911 type <laughs> like if you look I mean that's is it's the it's the new JFK. It's the new Zapruder tape, right? you know, back and to the left. Back and to the left. And, uh, and they're going to, I mean, that could be analyzed to death. I still say what you saw is what you got. Um, yeah. And it also, I mean, you know, too, when you think about like Will Smith, just what, I mean, either he is that, uh, he is that much of a narcissist. He is that much of a, I don't know, borderline sociopath that he would just go, you know, he's out there later. He's getting, he's holding that stupid award and he's getting jiggy with it, dancing around. What the fuck? What a fucking everything's just crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I just slapped, I just slapped the shit out of Chris Rock, but I won my first Oscar, and now I'm gonna get jiggy with it, and I'm gonna sing along to my song, getting jiggy with it. It's so weird. This it has to, it all has to be a simulation, right? Like if you're gonna, I mean, I guess Chris Rock and Will Smith is as real as anything gets because none of this is real. Right, like that has to be the answer, doesn't it? It doesn't. That have, isn't that the answer? That this is all just bullshit. We're fucking computer simulated. I, we have. It has to be. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> it's just crazy. Anyway, one thing that I thought of though, and yeah, if I'm Chris Rock, I I get out there right now and I make some fucking cash. Because what does Chris Rock do? He talks. And whether you like it or not, he says a bunch of shit. <laughs> and it might be offensive. It might not be. It might whatever. But he knows how to talk. He knows how to tell his story. He knows how to tell a joke. Sometimes it's a G.I. Jane joke and it's not very good. But if I'm Chris Rock, that's that's my thing. I stay the fuck off social media radio tv nothing you're not getting anything from me you want to you want to hear anything about uh, sunday night hey come out to the comedy club come to the arena come to whatever, wherever i'm playing 
And uh, God, I'm so curious to know where is he? Where is he playing in Boston? Can you bear with me for a sec? I turned this on. I wanted to talk about WrestleMania because all the Chris Rock, Will Smith, Jadis Pinkett stuff. It's like, let's see. I haven't talked about WrestleMania. I haven't talked about uh, the Final Fours. You got North Carolina and Duke are playing this weekend. Kidding me? Let's see. Chris Rock, Boston. What are you doing here? Boston, Chris Rock at the Wilbur Theater. Oh, so that, I mean, that was surely planned a long time ago. He doesn't, you don't just, I mean, yeah, let's see. Wilbur, Wednesday, March 30th. Oh, okay. I will not be going to the Wilbur Theater. <laughs> Holy shit. Woo. Woo. The cheapest tickets. And, and now, granted, this is this took me to StubHub, I think. Oh, Vivid Seats. What is StubHub? Woo, the cheapest one was $355. You know what? For free, I'll wait until the next day and see what people are saying. God damn. Man, oh, man. Ticketmaster. What are you saying, Ticketmaster? Probably not anything different than what StubHub is saying. Uh... Wednesday, March 3rd. Oh, he's got two shows? What is this? Tickets are sold out. Check back soon. There's a 10 p.m. show? Sold out. What's this? April 1st, tickets sold out. Sold out. Okay. Wow. <laughs> and that might have that might have been the case long before Sunday night. Uh, I don't know. Uh, wow. Anyway. So, yeah, okay. Some folks in Boston are going to get a nice, uh, a nice, uh, nice little treat tomorrow or Wednesday. What, tomorrow is Wednesday, Thursday, whatever, whatever it is. Wednesday, Thursday, I don't know. Anyway, uh, but one thing too is like, you could also see there be like Chris Rock will go. He'll, I mean, if he's on tour, he's on tour, so he's gonna, he's got to do these dates. He's got his material already planned. I don't think. If anybody's going there thinking that he's going to spend two hours just talking about the Oscar night, uh, they'd probably be sorely disappointed. If you even think that he's going to spend 10 minutes talking about it, you might be sorely disappointed. This could be, you know, he might he might start off by saying, hey, <laughs> if you came here hoping for a bunch of shit about Sunday, I want to set the stage for you first. It ain't happening. Um. Because, yeah, I mean, he would probably want to, you know, maybe he'll do it for, maybe he'll talk about it for a little bit. But I'm guessing a minute at the most, 90 seconds tops, he says a couple things about it. Maybe not even a minute, maybe like 30 seconds to just, you know, I'm guessing he's going to make like one quick reference to it and then say, yeah, sorry, I've got other jokes (laughs) that I had planned. I, I don't know. Um. But goddamn, I would be, uh, yeah, that would be my plan is to just, uh, yeah, sell out those arenas and anything else. Uh, but I could also see, because look, who are these guys all friends with? Oprah. I could also see uh, some kind of primetime special, like in May, like Sweeps Week, you know, like May. Let's say, oh, I don't know, Mother's Day. Because Jada Smith is a mother, and uh, 
it would be, you know, and it was, and that is true. Like what, what Chris did was really shitty. Uh, I, what I'm hearing is that he had no idea she had a condition. I had no idea she has a condition. I don't fucking know. It's just, you know, there's a lot of people who have like, look at my, my hair's fucking weird. It's not cause I have a condition. It's cause I just, I'm growing it out cause I don't fucking care anymore. Um, I expect anytime I go out in public, I I used to put a hat on because I'm like, oh, my my hair is just so like out of control. And now I just go, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I just go, my hair is kind of off to the side. It's crazy. And I expect like, you know, this is how much of a narcissist I am. The reality is nobody gives a fuck. Nobody's looking. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about some 40 something fat guy with big hair. (laughs) you know going to bj's for groceries or sitting in a ski lodge eating nachos nobody cares um and i hate wearing baseball hats i have always hated wearing hats uh because my head's so fucking big um anyway (laughs) i forgot i lost my train uh i don't know what i was saying totally gone oprah yeah mother's day couldn't you see like because yeah because chris rock what he said was shitty and that's somebody's that's will smith's wife that's Jaden and willows i think that's their names that's their mother and not only would i be angry if somebody said that to my wife whether they knew that she had a medical condition or not i would be pissed at chris rock i would want to slap his fucking face too as i've said I think I think people are making this like there's two different, totally different sides and everybody's on one side or the other. I don't think there's a lot of people who are like, everything Chris Rock did was right and everything Will Smith did was wrong. And then there's another side that's like, everything Chris Rock did was wrong and Will Smith should have hit him even harder. I don't think, I haven't really seen that. I think everybody's, like usual, I think everybody's kind of, sort of, on the same page, you know, some wavering a little more on one side than the other, but I feel like everybody's agreed to the same thing. Like they were both really shitty things to do. One of those things happens to be a little more illegal than the other. <laughs> one, one constitutes assault. Um, and then it was like, well, what about verbal assault? Should that, it's like, well, then there, then there goes the first amendment, I guess. I, you know, if you're suddenly, like you, if you could be arrested for saying something really mean about somebody's head, and you could be like carried off and cut, like yeah, that's oh, that's a that's a slope we want to go down. That's a road we want to go down, a slippery slope. Um, no, the fact of the matter is, they're both like they were both out of line to various degrees. I think everybody's kind of saying the same thing, like. Chris, yeah, it was a, first of all, it wasn't a funny joke. It was like a GI Jane. Like when did GI Jane come out? Like 1997? Who even fucking, uh, you know, come on, man. Come on. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, what is that? What do you call her? Kojak next? Um, so it was a, it was a like really bad joke. Just not funny for a guy who's known for being pretty funny. That just wasn't funny. Um, but it's the, it's the Oscars. You kind of have everybody's standards change. Like you can come out and tell not funny jokes. You're going to get laughs anyways. And if you're Chris Rock, like you've built up enough 
comedy credibility that you're going to get laughs pretty much anywhere for anything because you're Chris Rock. And his delivery is oftentimes funnier than the jokes themselves. Anyway, uh, but I think everybody's in agreement. Like, yeah, it wasn't very nice what he said. If I put myself in with Will Smith's shoes, yeah, I'd want to punch Chris Rock right in the face. But also, that doesn't mean you should just get up and go smack him in the face. Uh, and there's people, you know, like Jamel Hill has a whole thing. Two Americas, the the black response versus the white response. Like, I don't know. I'm on Twitter and I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of white people, a lot of black people, a lot of males, a lot of females, a lot of not just black and white, but other races, ages, genders. And it's all kind of the same thing. Some are joking about it more. Some are a little serious. Some are, you know, like way too, you know, he could have killed him. Well, yeah, there's like a, I don't know, like one one thousandth of a chance that like if Chris had something really wrong with him and it like set off a, yeah, like a heart attack maybe or something really, and luckily that's not the case. But I think generally speaking, for the most part, even at the age of 57, if you get slapped in the face, you're probably you're you're not likely to die from a slap. Not not many people. Um. Anyway, I, I don't see a lot of a lot of real wavering. I mean, some people are a little more on the side of Will Smith using violence to try and solve a problem than others. But I don't think there's not like I feel like there's not like two firm camps where one is like, yeah. He should have hit him, and every Chris right. Chris was wrong, and Will was right, or Will was right, and Chris was wrong. Chris was right, and Will was wrong. It's not that. It's just like, yeah, they both are like idiots that night, and and one of them took it even a step farther than most would have, and that's uh, stupid. But anyway, they're both pals with Oprah, and if I'm Oprah, and uh, you know, Oprah, Oprah is many many things. She's not stupid. And she knows these people. She's had all of them on her various shows at various points. She's very good friends with all of them or, you know, showbiz friends. Whatever whatever level of friendship you can be with Oprah, which I don't believe anyone is actually friends with Oprah. But, you know, um, friendly and, and fake, you know, fake TV friends and all that stuff. And uh, so if I'm Oprah, I have a, a, a you know, on ABC... I mean, and also, don't I feel like ABC should have the rights to air whatever that special is, since they were the ones airing the the Oscars. So if I'm Oprah on Mother's Day at eight p.m. Eastern on Mother's Day, Oprah Winfrey sits down with Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith, and Chris Rock, and they and they sit down together. They watch the incident. They watch the whole thing. We see them react to having to watch it. It's an hour-long special. You know, there's a little, you know, the usual. They give a background on on Will and Jada's life and their marriage. They give a background on Chris and where he's, you know, some a little, little mini biography on everybody to kind of set the table. And then, you know, maybe she's, maybe Oprah sits down with Jada first, you know, woman to woman on Mother's Day. And then they, and then they bring out Will and Chris, and they and they watch the tape, 
and then they and then Oprah moderates a, a whole thing between them. And it'll be very much like the Fresh Prince reunion when uh, when Will sat down with Janet Hubert. And there was, you know, there'll be anger and there'll be sadness and there'll be emotion and there'll be tears and Will Smith will cry. Chris Rock will cry. They're, everybody's going to cry. And then they'll, you know, they'll hug it out and then they'll have some jokes and then Will Smith and Chris Rock will be like best friends forever and they'll be in, I'm not even joking, they'll be in fucking, because it's every, the answer to every question is what? Money. 100% of the time, the answer to every question is money. Hey, why would you sit down and do an interview with Oprah? Money. Well, why would you do that? Because money. Why would anybody do anything? Money. Because then, you know, Chris Rock can, st- you can go on, t- they can fucking go on tour together. <laughs> Honestly, it sounds ridiculous. But they could, they could have like a mini tour. Uh, they could do mo- like a movie. They, they could like, you know, it could be like, the, you know, Kevin Hart and The Rock, right? And, and in a year, I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, everybody's saying like, oh, they might both be banned from the Oscars. Will Smith might not be invited back to present an award at next year's Oscars. Chris, Ro- I mean, guess what? <laughs> Telling you right now, Will Smith and Chris Rock will present at next year's Oscars together. And they will, yeah. And then they will and then they will promote something. I'm just I feel there's no way and Will Smith I'm telling you too, Will Smith has maintained this image for 30 plus years. This is an image that he has carefully crafted, cultivated, maintained. There's little bits and pieces that we've gotten because Jada has that red what a red table talk. Is that it? Where she's, you know, talked about her extramarital activities and their their relationship and you know, their separation. It's not all it's not all smiles and chuckles at the Smith house. And, uh, and certainly Chris found Chris Rock found that out on Sunday. Um, but you know, uh, he is, he has gone to great lengths, Will Smith to be everything that we want him to be. What we saw on Sunday was that Will Smith is a human like the rest of us. And he, it doesn't matter how much money it doesn't matter how nice your tuxedo is, how many cameras and lights are on you, how many other multi-million dollar celebrities are sitting inches away watching it all unfold and how many millions are watching on TV. If you're pissed off because somebody said something that upsets you or upsets your wife and you feel the need to uh, to respond according to according to your emotions and your feelings in that moment, guess what? He's a person and that's what he did. It wasn't right. It was stupid. Um, but yeah, that's, that's why a lot of, when a lot of people are like, yeah, I get it. I I get it too. I, I get where Will Smith's coming from. And I think the surprise is because not just because of the, the location and the place and the, uh, you know, the, the, everything surrounding it, but also that the Will Smith persona and it's a persona. It just is. You think that Will Smith is just that. 
you know, he's always laughing at everything. He's always smiling. He never seems upset. He never seems to be rattled by anything. If you think that there's a human being alive that's like that, you're fucking wrong. You're an idiot. We're all like that at some point. There's something that will get us fucking going. And that's what we saw on Sunday. It just happened to be televised on one of the biggest nights of the year in uh, in entertainment. Um, <laughs> and Vince McMahon only wishes he could come up with something like that. That's the kind of shit. That's the other thing too. That's like that's the kind of shit that takes you back to like old old school wrestling when you didn't know. Like, is that? Wait a minute, was that real? And not just like Jerry Lawler. I mean, Lawler and Kaufman was, you know, that was the first real one. Like, holy shit, this is real. These guys are really, they're going to kill each other. Or, well, Lawler's going to kill Kaufman. Um, but this was like, yeah, this was like classic, you know, wrestling back, you know, up until the, up until the 90s. And then and it hasn't really, you know, and then there's been some stuff here and there since then that's been like, ooh, was that real? But that was like, oh, Vince Vince McMahon would just be salivating to create something like that on his show. Uh, or anybody. Tony Khan, anybody. But uh yeah. It it's uh it's 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 you know, we're all we're all still humans. Whether we have a shit ton of money or not a fucking two pennies to scratch together, we're all <laughs> we're all flawed, we're all we're all human. Um it doesn't excuse anything that anybody did, but it's just, yeah, it helps explain it. That's all. And I firmly believe that Will Smith, more than anything, is upset that he fucking let us see uh, a, a little peek behind the curtain, if you will. We saw, ooh, that's, well, that's not the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's not the, that's not the, that's not the parents just don't understand guy. That's not Independence Day, Will Smith. He should be he's supposed to punch aliens, not Chris Rock. Welcome to Earth. It's uh, you know, that's that's not that's not the Will Smith that I know. That's because you don't know Will Smith. That's because you don't know most if not any of these people unless you personally know them. And even in that case you might not know them, but you don't know Will Smith. That's not the Will Smith I... Yeah, you don't know who Will Smith is. Are you his wife or his kids? Or like his closest... You know, are you his parents? Are you his closest friends and family? Then you don't know him. You know a persona that goes by the name of Will Smith who's smiling and he's he lo- he's looked the same. He looks better now than he did 30 years ago. And he's lovable and he's charming and he's funny and he can, he does the rapping and the dancing and the movies and these he does it all, and uh, and oh by the way he's a person <laughs> who can be set off by something just like all of us. Uh, <laughs> again, it was a fucking idiotic thing to do, um, but I'm gonna tell you, Will Smith more than anything will want to do damage control and repair uh, that that flawed. That crack, the crack in the mirror, the, the whatever you want to call it, the chink in the armor, or whatever it is, uh, that uh, that let us see a little bit more than just the the uh, Will Smith, you know, getting jiggy with it. Because guess what? Moments later, 
he's literally getting jiggy with it, dancing and rapping, holding that trophy, smiling for the camera like nothing happened. Because I think that dude's also in denial, at least in that in that moment, I think he was, you know, psychologically in denial about the fact that he even did anything. Like those were real those are real tears when he was giving the speech because I think he, you know, he had real tears after the fact. The cameras turn back on and he's going to he turns that persona back on. He's that's why you're watching him for the rest of the show and he's laughing. You know, he's high-fiving and he's like all this stuff and it's like, "Wait, what? Did we miss something? Did something not happen that we all just saw together collectively?" And I'm telling you, he is going to go into whatever damage control mode is and I to me it's pretty it's a pretty simple obvious to me it's a clear path and i don't know shit about anything but to me it's it's mother's day <laughs> you know or or maybe if they want to do it maybe it's easter sunday i don't know um i you know one one of those days either of those days where you know the family's going you know that it's a sunday and the family's going to be around the tv at the end of the day and uh you turn on Oprah, and she's sitting down with all three of them. They hash it out. It gets heated. It gets intense. You know, they they talk about the previous times that Chris Rock has has insulted Jada, and the, the previous times that this has happened, and all this stuff. And they talk about the alopecia, and they talk about all of you know their careers and the history that they have together. And that the you know we were friends. We were we've been friendly. We've had parties together. Whatever. I don't know. Whatever. And then, I mean, Chris Rock and Jada, they're in that, uh, those stupid zoo movies together, the Madagascar. Come on, it's, uh, it's the zebra and the hippo? Is that what they are? Yeah. And Schwimmer's the giraffe, and Ben Stiller's like, oh, I hate those fucking movies. God, I hate those fucking movies. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so it's like, it's, you know, they, and they should be friends. And, you know, that's the way to fix it to me. And you could have Chris Rock say, no fucking way. I don't want any part of that. I'm going to go off and just continue to shit on you and do my comedy acts. And I'm going to work you into my comedy forever. And they could do that. Or, you know, how much money is to be made? Because to me, Chris and Will and Jada and Oprah could sit down and have a whole thing. And Chris could still go into his comedy show. And he could still talk about the incident, but he could do it in a way that's, uh, you know, that's not uh, additional insult to injury to anybody, to himself, to to Will Smith, to Jada, anything like that. Um, but I'm telling you, man, I, I think I think those two motherfuckers, well, those three, you know, they're I I see a sit down interview on a Sunday night to talk about the incident to relive it. Everybody will be crying. Everybody will be embarrassed. They'll be. They'll feel like shit, but they'll they'll lay it all on the table, and they'll hug and they'll kiss and they'll cry and they'll fight and they'll laugh and and then they'll they'll leave. Uh, just as Will Smith and Janet Hubert, after thirty years, sat down and reconciled to whatever degree they can reconcile. He's gonna do that. He's gonna do that with because I think that's the one like that was the one sort of dark spot or whatever you want to call it. Oh, excuse me, I'm taking off my sweatshirt here. It's getting a little toasty. That was the one dark spot 
is, yeah, people always talking about, you know, what happened with, with the original Aunt Viv? What happened with Janet Hubert? What happened? She, after three seasons, she was fired and replaced, and it was because Will had her fired. What a piece of shit. What an asshole. So we finally sat down with her. And frankly, I didn't think he was all that great to her when they did sit down. <laughs> it seemed like she was apologizing more to him, but they were both crying, and they both hugged, and they said, I love you. And I think that's true. I think that's it's just one of those things. Like you do become uh, friends or family, and and that you know, just because you're family, just because you're friends, doesn't mean you can't have a have a feud or an animosity or something. And but, anyways, I think if I'm being honest, more than anything, uh, he probably wanted to do that, but he probably wanted it, you know, to to kind of fix that little. A little black spot on his reputation where everybody everybody loves him except, hey, what what did you do to get – you got Janet Hubert fired. Like we all loved her as Aunt Viv. What the fuck? Uh, and so I'm sure, yeah, he wanted to go back and, and make it right. And people, people want to like Will Smith, whether he's slapping a guy or not. People want to like him. They want to watch his movies. They want to – you know, Fresh Prince – you could turn on just like Seinfeld. You know, these shows are 30 plus years old and you can turn on Fresh Prince and Seinfeld like just about any time of the day. I'll bet if I open up my cable guide right now, I could find Fresh Prince somewhere. Just as I'm sure I could find Seinfeld. Let's see. Ah, there we go. VH1, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. A decent proposal. Episode 16, season 5. Uh, no Seinfeld, but I think it was on earlier. I don't know. Anyway, so there you go. I scrolled for ten seconds and I found, I found Fresh Prince, and uh, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, no Seinfeld. Uh, so that's that's my thought. Is he's going to want to fix that reputation of his? Go back to being Mister Charming, Mister Lovable, Mister Hollywood, Mister Everything, and. Uh, and put this, you know, put this thing to bed because if they, you know, otherwise the apology on Instagram is like, yeah, who fucking cares? We want to see you guys in a room together. People are going to, you know, there's not a lot of things that get ratings because there's so much streaming and other things that you could do. And nobody's watching TV anymore. But that's that's a thing that could uh, that could bring people <laughs> bring some ratings. And then, yeah, and then you've got it streaming on Hulu the next day. Uh, there's just any, any number of, any number of things. I, I see that. I see that happening. Oprah, Will, Jada, Chris sitting down sometime between now and May sweeps. I'm, I'm fucking telling you mother's day. You mark your calendar. I'm going to write, I'm going to write Oprah, Will Smith, Jada, Pinkett Smith, Chris Rock special, ABC, 8 PM. I'm going to write that on my calendar now. And we'll see what happens. And we'll see in a year from now that they'll be presenting an award together. And they'll, you know, they'll make some joke. And it won't be a very funny joke either about like, um, you know, like they should they should not uh, embrace the violent aspects of what happened. But I'm sure they'll make some joke about, you know, slapping or something. And everybody will let it'll be like, oh, oh, my God. And they'll be I'm telling they'll be in a goddamn movie together. And they'll go and they'll promote. You'll have like Chris Rock and Will Smith will host Saturday Night Live together. They'll. I'm just fucking telling you. They'll be on. I was gonna say Letterman. I'm dating myself a little bit. They'll whatever the shows are now. Fallon, Kimmel, 
the other guy, the other other guy, all those guys. They'll be on those shows. They'll do the whole circuit. They'll be on The View. They'll be on the Today Show. They'll be on with Hoda. I'm telling you, man. Maybe even if it's not too late, maybe even Ellen will get a will get a chance to have them both on. But I, I that's what I see happening. And then they, and then they're like, you know, and then somehow Chris Rock will be just like tossed to the side. Um, he'll just go back to like, you know, he'll, they'll do that for a little bit. They'll do a movie together or something. They'll uh, present at the Oscars together. I don't know. They'll do a movie together. Maybe they will. But I, I, I could see that though. Um, and then he'll, and then he'll just kind of get, you know, Will, Will will be like, okay, it's enough. Back to me. Back to me being the superstar. And uh, yeah, I, I really think you'd be stupid not to cash in on this whole thing. And none of those people are stupid. <laughs> and none of those people have small egos either. And they all have reputations and personas and this and that. And uh, yeah, that's what I see happening. Anyway, Duke and North Carolina are playing this weekend. Hello, Final Four. You talk about ratings? Holy shit. Uh, Villanova and Kansas is the that's the opener. That's the that's the appetizer. Uh, it, pro, as these things typically go, that'll probably somehow be the better game. <laughs> but the one that everybody's going to be turning on uh, on set. Oh, what a what a night that's going to be. Duke and North Carolina. One last time with Coach K on the sidelines. I mean, are you kidding me? The only disappointing thing is, like, no matter what happens, I don't know that you can uh, write a better story than what's going to happen on Saturday Saturday night. I almost said Saturday Night Live. Um, if 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 Duke moves on and they play either Kansas or Villanova, I mean, the story is obviously is Coach K going to go walk right off into the sunset, you know, on on everyone's shoulders winning one last title in his final run. Uh, if Duke and North Carolina have a great game and it's over and we say goodbye to Coach K, then it's like, then nobody cares about Monday. I'm sorry to say. If it's Villanova and North Carolina, if it's Kansas and North Carolina, uh, okay, that's should be a good, good competitive game, good championship game, but nobody's... Nobody's going to give a shit compared to Saturday night, in my opinion. Uh, Duke <laughs> Duke and North Carolina is the big story of Saturday and Monday. And even if Duke moves on and it's Duke and, and Kansas or it's Duke and uh, the, the Villanova. What's this? What's this? Expected to happen as soon as this year, says Bob Kraft, um, who is a legendary owner and um, doesn't say things like that lightly. Jeff Saturday, oh. we've talked about how incredibly crowded. Okay, sorry, that was Greeny. That was Bob Kraft. I guess he expects as soon as this year that the Patriots will win the Super Bowl. Is that what he's expecting as soon as this year? Okay, lofty, lofty, lofty. Uh, but anyways, uh, all eyes will be on. I can't believe it's on TBS, too, and not CBS. That's amazing. But anyway, TBS, everybody's going to be watching TBS Saturday night. I fucking know I will. Both of those got me watching anyways, the Final Four. Uh, but that's, that's all eyes will be on that Duke-North Carolina game. You better believe it. 
that is going to be something. Uh, and now as I'm realizing, yeah, my, I am going to be watching Duke in North Carolina. And then I realized like, oh, fuck, WrestleMania is on at the same goddamn time. See, I, I like that there's two nights of WrestleMania because like the Sunday thing was just so long. It just took hours and adds like seven hours of wrestling. Like, okay, it's enough already. So two years ago, they split it up to two nights, and uh, which was good and it made sense because you know you're they pre-taped most of the matches because it was the pandemic, everything was locked down, and they were still able to give us WrestleMania, kinda. And then and then last year they were live in front of a a, a big stadium. Not as big of a crowd, but still several thousand people, as much as they could fit into this into the stadium. Um, and they gave us two nights of WrestleMania, and now it's probably just forever going to be two nights of WrestleMania, Saturday and Sunday, which is great. Except <laughs> most years, WrestleMania is on the weekend of the Final Four, and uh, it used to be okay, great. Final Four is on Saturday. And then maybe the Hall of Fame or something. And uh, and then Sunday, there's no college basketball, and we enjoy WrestleMania. And then Monday, we get the big Raw after WrestleMania, and we get the basketball championship. But now it's like, oh, shit, I have to compete. Uh, I mean, it's is it really a competition? I mean, who doesn't have, like, 27 screens, right? Like, you got a phone, you got a tablet, you got a computer, you got a TV. You've got some, if not all of the above, if not more than that. So I'll have a, I'm sure, um, and that's like bedtime for the kids, so they'll be watching something on the TV before bed. Maybe we'll be watching a movie as a family, but I will have two iPads, and one will have the Duke-North Carolina game, the other will have WrestleMania. As for WrestleMania, what are the matches? I have no fucking clue what the matches are. Roman Reigns against Brock Lesnar is the big one, which is it's kind of cool to me because it's it feels like it's the first time, even though these guys have had they've been having matches together for years and years and years. I think WrestleMania 34 was the first time that they had a match, and Brock Lesnar won. They had the Greatest Royal Rumble. They had like a cage match. Uh, I, f- I just feel like oh Jesus Christ, 2000 WrestleMania 31. It was Roman Reigns versus Lesnar. I think this is the third WrestleMania that we've seen Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. And it feels fresh and new because now it's, you know, it's the head of the table, the tribal chief Roman Reigns. And it's Brock Lesnar. Uh, farmer, you know, fun-loving Brock Lesnar. Not, not big, sweaty, tough, ooh, Brock Lesnar, MMA, I'm going to kill everybody. I hate everyone. It's like smiley, cowboy hat, flannel shirt. Weird ponytail. I say weird ponytail as though my hair doesn't look like a fucking asshole. Uh, it's like fun-loving, good times Brock Lesnar. So it's almost, it just feels like, it feels new and fresh. And that's the amazing thing. It's just like, you know, when you had, you know, Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan. Uh, you know, I don't think that that was, I think that that match had happened in other, you know, in AWA or something. Uh, long before that, and maybe even in WWE, I don't know, but they made it fresh and they made it new and they made it something that you've never seen before. And it was, you know, it's still the biggest, probably will forever be the biggest moment in wrestling is Hulk Hogan slamming Andre the Giant in front of 93,000 people. 
as big as there have been moments that that's the one that's the one that's in like the WWE logo at the beginning of all their shows. I mean, that's that's the that's the most iconic moment in in the whole the whole thing. Uh but it's it was new and fresh and it was, you know, Andre was not new. He was not young. He was broken down already, but they revitalized his career in WWE and made him the big main event star attraction. Hogan was like had been a star for a couple of years and now he's like he's a mega star cuz he just slammed the giant in the third WrestleMania. And now we're seeing Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns for the millionth time and it feels new and fresh to me. And cuz they've changed the dynamics, they've the personas are a little bit different. And so I'm looking forward to that match. I know that's a match that's going to be on WrestleMania. I guess Sunday. And then I'm looking forward to Kevin Owens and Stone Cold Steve Austin, whatever they're going to do together. It was originally going to be a, a match, but it's it's probably going to be something that resembles a match, but not actually a match. Because I think, uh, you know, I don't think Austin... I, I'm sure Austin didn't want to have the pressure of saying, yeah, I'm showing up to wrestle a match at WrestleMania. He hasn't wrestled in 19 years. He's in great shape. Um, I think if they gave him more advanced notice, you know, a year ago, said, hey, excuse me, said, hey, we want you wrestling at WrestleMania next year. Don't know who, don't know the specifics, but can you wrestle one more match in Texas next year? And I think even by Stone Cold Steve Austin's own account, he said, yeah, if I had had another three, six months on top of it uh, to prepare, I could do a match. But instead, I think, I think to... I think so. There's no promise of a match and an under-delivering of a match. It's just going to be Kevin Owens and Stone Cold are going to have a confrontation of some kind. And so, and it it might very well re- resemble a match. Um, but I'm looking forward to that. What are the day one matches? Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair, Raw Women's Championship. I saw, I saw Bianca shave Becky Lynch's head last night or cut some of her hair. So there there might be, I don't know. Seems to me that would indicate Becky's going to win. The Miz and Logan Paul versus the Mysterios. Do not care about that. I love that father and son Mysterio get to team together at a WrestleMania. I know how, I mean, that's awesome. That's just a cool thing. Uh, Logan Paul, I fucking don't give two fucks about that idiot. So don't care. Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. Moving along. Don't care. Usos versus Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura. I'll watch it because I love Shinsuke Nakamura. The Usos are always good. Uh, Rick Boogs, he's entertaining. I mean, he's kind of a goof. That could be a guy if they made him like a little more serious. You know, he's got a he has a good look. Dude's an athlete. Dude's jacked. He can he can shred on the guitar. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think that you know. Is it SmackDown Tag Championship? I don't who's the champions? Usos? Yeah, I think they'll win. I'll think I think Boogs and Nakamura will win. Oh, Edge versus AJ Styles. That's that's a cool match. Those are two really that could be the match of the whole thing, the whole show. That's exciting. I don't understand the whole bad guy edge thing. It just it just kind of came out of nowhere and it feels very contrived. But I don't care. That's just that'll be a that'll be a good match. Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. I'm sure that'll be a good match. I don't like either of those two. Um, I know everybody's like Charlotte Flair is one of the biggest stars in his. I I just generally I genuinely don't enjoy watching her at all. Like it's just a weird thing. 
Um, Steve Austin appears in the KO show hosted by Kevin Owens. Yeah, there, and there you go. So that'll be some fun stuff. WrestleMania 38, day two. Title for title, Roman Reigns. So what's going to be the final match of night one? Oh, Charlotte versus Ronda. That'll be the... Yeah, I'm sure that maybe AJ and Edge kick it off. Maybe Becky and Bianca start it off. Um, yeah, Charlotte and Ronda will probably be the final match of that night. Roman Reigns versus Lesnar will definitely be the final match of day two. Uh, I don't... It's champion versus champion. They're going to unify the titles, so there's that excitement. You've got Paul Heyman, formerly Brock's manager. Now he's with Roman, of course, and he, he jumped back and forth, and then he turned on Brock at the Royal Rumble. Uh, you know, that's that's some fun stuff. Um, I think that's going to be a great match, and I, I hope Roman Reigns wins. I just love how evil he is, and I hope that there's nobody who can defeat him until, you know, some great contender emerges queen Zelina and carmella the women's tag champions versus naomi and sasha banks versus rhea ripley and Liv morgan versus natalia and jana baszler okay that's there's a lot of good wrestlers in there i love naomi i love sasha ba- i don't even know they were teaming up that's cool rhea ripley's awesome uh i mean Natal- these are all good wrestlers even carmella everybody shits on carmella she seems like she's really gotten a lot better at wrestling pat mcafee versus austin theory i mean i hope i hope that vince makes an appearance um that's the only thing i feel like i feel like vince likes to make appearances leading up to wrestlemania and then unless he's actually in a match or involved you know directly that he's not going to uh show up but i i hope i hope we get you know last year we saw vince because it was a special like hey welcome back live audience so vince came out and introduced the thing so that's cool i hope he i hope he's somehow involved in the match you know maybe even takes a bump or something that'd be kind of cool um i feel like there's going to be a pat and maybe somebody i i could see this being one of those weird things where somebody excuse me uh i don't know a john cena or i i could this feels like it could lead to some somebody interfering because i could see vince you know pat mcafee's kind of fish out of water even though he's had matches like on nxt and stuff and he can hang in the ring uh if he's up against austin theory that's one thing if vince mcmahon is out there causing shenanigans that's another i don't know maybe even shane mcmahon i hope not i've I've frankly seen enough of shane mcmahon but i could see this being a big like lots of little interference and some you know some big major names I don't know, Sean. My like, I feel like if you're in Texas, you gotta have the Undertaker. I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe the Undertaker. Like they talked about, you know, Vince is gonna induct the Undertaker into the Hall of Fame this weekend or whenever it is. I don't know. Is it Thursday? Is it Friday? Is it? I don't even know when the Hall of Fame is gonna be. Um, and he did that on the Pat McAfee show. So could you? Would it be something where Vince and Austin Theory are just double teaming, beating the shit out of McAfee, and then? And then the dong goes off, you know. You hear it's Undertaker's dong, and then the Undertaker comes out after the dong, and everybody goes crazy for Undertaker's dong. And then he comes out and he, you know, choke slams. He tune. Uh, wouldn't that be something though to be inducted into the Hall of Fame by Vince McMahon? And then the next night or two nights later or whatever it is at WrestleMania, like the Undertaker not wrestling a match, but in te- by the way, it's Texas. It's like you know, Undertaker is going to be there. 
Um, obviously, he will come out when they introduce all the Hall of Famers. But it's it's Texas, so Undertaker. I feel like that would be a good moment for Undertaker to come out and, you know, he choke slams Austin Theory, maybe gives Austin Theory a last ride, but he saves the big one. He saves the old tombstone for Vince. I mean, that's that's a memory. That's a fucking WrestleMania moment right there. Vince McMahon getting tombstoned straight to hell by the Undertaker. Huh. Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. Uh, okay, we watched the Jackass movie over. That's on the Paramount. That was good. It's you know, it's a lot of the same shit, but it's like, it, it's more now. Like, god damn, these guys are like in their fifties. It's just like you know, <laughs> everybody who's doing crazy stuff, getting slapped and getting knocked around by bulls and having their dick uh, chomped on by a snapping turtle and scorpions and all this stuff is. It's like these guys are they're like senior citizens now. Stop. Hopefully that's the last one. Um, but anyway, Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure there'll be you know involvement maybe from the other jackass guy. You know, it'd be fun to see Steve O come out and you know take a bump or something. And uh, I don't know. I, I, it'll, I'm sure it'll be a silly mess, but a lot of fun. RK Bro versus Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. I'm glad. Glad Alpha Academy's getting a WrestleMania. I'm glad all these guys are on WrestleMania. That should be a fun match. They had a match on Raw. It was RK Bro and Alpha Academy and Jesus, I don't even know. Maybe it was the Street Pro. I don't know. Ziggler and Rude, maybe. I don't know. It went on for like an hour. It was great. Great match. And then who did uh, uh, Chad Gable did the moonsault and. And he got caught in the RKO in midair. It was fucking awesome. I'm sure that'll happen again at WrestleMania. Um, Finn Balor versus Damian Priest. Is that... It says WrestleMania 38 predictions. So does that mean it's not official? Okay. I don't know. Uh, So, yeah. And then, yeah, Seth Rollins. Vince McMahon is going to give Seth Rollins a an opponent at WrestleMania. And I don't know if that's going to be night one or night two. I don't know what the deal is. Um, I think everybody's predicting that it's going to be Cody Rhodes. Seems like it. They've made vague references to Cody Rhodes, you know, talking about the nightmare and the dream. I don't know what they were saying, but um, yeah. So I, I'm sure it'll be really hokey too. Like Seth Rollins will get on the microphone and he'll say like, if it is Cody Rhodes, he'll be like, my WrestleMania nightmare is over i thought i wasn't gonna even be a part of wrestlemania but here i am seth freaking rollins and i'm part of wrestlemania my nightmare is over but your nightmare is just beginning so come on out whatever and then it'll be cody rhodes who goes by the name of the american nightmare i'm sure it'll be something like that uh and i'm 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 sure and i hope that we'll get surprises uh obviously i stone cold is going to be there so that's cool Seth Rollins against a mystery man, probably Cody Rhodes. Um, but maybe it, maybe it won't. Maybe maybe Cody Rhodes isn't coming until the next night on Raw. Maybe the Undertaker will come out and have a match with Seth Rollins. I doubt that. I still think Undertaker would be involved in the Austin Theory, Pat McAfee, especially if Vince gets involved in that. I can I absolutely think Vince McMahon is going to get tombstone at WrestleMania. Um. Anyway. 
Yeah, so there you go. Two nights of Russell. You know what? I wasn't excited. Now I'm reading the matches. I'm thinking about it. I'm getting myself pumped up for WrestleMania. What can I say? I'm a sucker. I'm such a sucker. You got a big Saturday night here. You're gonna see you're gonna see a stone cold stunner and you're gonna see Coach Shashevsky coaching Duke basketball. Win, lose, or well, there won't be a draw, but win or lose, Saturday night is you're going to you're going to have television events that you'll never see again. Whatever happens. Isn't that it's crazy? You'll never see Coach K coaching a basketball game on a Saturday night ever again after this weekend. There have been, you know. We didn't know how many games they would win in the tournament, but here they are in the final four, and you're going to see Coach K one more time coaching basketball, coaching Duke basketball on a Saturday night. That is historic. You're going to see Stone Cold Steve Austin deliver a Stone Cold Stunner to Kevin Owens. That is historic. He doesn't do that every day. I don't know how many more Stone Cold Stunners you're going to see at WrestleMania or otherwise. Uh, you're, you're going to see The Undertaker at WrestleMania no matter what because he's going into the Hall of Fame. Um, it's a pretty good class, too. Undertaker, Vader. It's sad that Vader couldn't be inducted when he was alive, but oh well. Uh, the Steiner brothers. I thought Batista, I mean, he was supposed to go in two years ago, and then obviously they didn't have a Hall of Fame two years ago, and they had two inductions last year, but... Batista didn't want to do it unless he could be in front of the, the you know a packed a packed house, but I think maybe because the under like Batista is a main eventer, uh, he's a headliner Hall of Fame guy, anyways. So I'm thinking maybe there that'll be next year will be Batista, um, but also Triple H, you know, he just retired officially, um, and. And he, you know, he's going to have his Hall of Fame induction, I would think, next year as well. But maybe not. I mean, who knows? Uh, either way, Batista, he's just, Batista's just going to keep having to wait years and years to go into the Hall of Fame. Um, which is kind of crazy because I think that was both of those guys' last, was definitely Batista's last match was against Triple H three years ago at WrestleMania. And I am pretty sure that was Triple H's last match. Triple H just announced officially that he's retired. You know, he had a heart attack last fall. He's got like a pacemaker and stuff. That dude is not wrestling. This isn't like, oh, you got a neck thing and maybe, you know, like Edge came back 10 years later. He's that's that dude is done. I don't think, uh, I don't think we'll, we'll see Triple H do anything. I, I hope not because that's a bad idea. <laughs> it's a very bad idea. Um, you know, even I mean, maybe maybe he'll maybe he still has like a pedigree to dish out at some point, but not not anytime soon. Um, uh, but I hope I hope he doesn't even do that. I hope he's just done for his own uh, for his own health. So there you go. You got the Undertaker. You got uh, Vader. You got the Steiner brothers. You got I don't even know who's going in. Who else? WWE Hall of Fame twenty twenty two. Who? is going who is it undertaker vader oh queen charmel steiner brothers shad gaspard is getting the warrior award so there you go and i'm sure they want to keep it light because they're probably going to take up most of that time on the undertaker um and uh yeah but it's good i'm glad i mean the steiner brothers that's kind of cool get to see those guys vader it's a shame he won't be able to be there but good that he's going in he deserves to go in um 
Hopefully Big Sid will go in at some point as well. He deserves to be in there too. Anyway, uh, and hopefully he'll be alive to fucking give the speech. Don't you know by now, WWE, these guys don't live very long. Get them into the Hall of Fame. They're not getting any younger. Anyway, so there you go. Those are my my WrestleMania predictions, my Chris Rock Will Smith predictions. <laughs> Uh, my basketball, my basketball predictions. I've got Duke winning it all. When I filled out my bracket, I said I've watched too much WWE to believe for a second that Duke is going out in the early rounds. And I thought for sure, uh, you know, okay, they'll they'll make it to the Sweet Sixteen, probably the Elite Eight, Final Four. I don't know how real confident, but I said, yeah, I think Duke. I got they're my pick to win. So, and that's that's still alive. I all the all my other picks to be in the Final Four are out. Like Arizona and. Baylor and others, I think Kentucky, I think I had, they, they were gone early. Um, so yeah, I mean, I hope Duke wins because I want, I want to see a lot of people pissed off that Duke wins another one and see coach K win one last one and then, and then be done. Um, yeah, that's what, that's what I want to see. That's what I hope to see. So I think Duke and they've got some, they've got revenge after, after North Carolina humiliated coach K in his final home game in Cameron uh, indoor stadium in in North Carolina. Uh, he's got you know, as OJ said, he's got some getting even to do. So I think Coach K, uh, they're gonna be ready. They're gonna be ready. North Carolina is a fucking good team. That was a that was an underestimated team, and uh, and they're quite good, and they deserve to be in the Final Four. And uh, as much as I could absolutely see them beating Duke, I think Duke's gonna win. Uh, and I think you'll have, I think you'll have Duke and Kansas. Uh, I don't know who knows, but I'm going to go with Duke, Kansas on Monday. And I'm still just like my bracket said, I think Duke's going to win the whole thing. One more for coach K. Uh, and that's it. Oh, one final thing. Uh, I had a, had a fun yesterday. I was, uh, dropped the kid off from school, my youngest, and I was coming back, taking a left turn. Onto the main road, the Daniel Webster Highway, D.L. Hughley Highway, uh, as Kim calls it, um, and uh, the same the same light left turn where the Black Deuce uh, notoriously, infamously ran that red light and then ran another red light as he was speeding home to his fucking you know pretzel sticks and beanbag masturbation chair or whatever the hell he does all day, and uh, yeah. Uh, that same red light, but it was green and a bunch of cars went through like three, four cars went through and I, I'm behind this truck and I'm like, come on, man. He's like not going. I'm like, Oh, we're going to miss the green light. All of a sudden a truck coming uh, the other way who absolutely had a red light just goes barreling through the intersection. I said, Holy shit. Cause I was on a, I was on a work call. Uh, I wasn't, you know, using my phone. I just had the call. And so I was, you know, in the middle of that, listening to that. All I saw was the green light. And, hey, that green light doesn't stay green for very long. It's a very quick green light. So let's try to make this. I wasn't looking to, you know, I'm not looking both ways when I go through a green light. You do have a, a reasonable expectation that nobody's coming in either direction. They're, they're all going to be stopped like they should be. If that truck wasn't in front of me, <laughs> guess who's not doing any podcasting right now? No fucking joke, because that dude flew through that intersection. And holy shit, I, you know, I would fucking buy the guy a beer in the truck in front of me. I, he stopped. He had the wherewithal. He 
observed that a truck was coming and didn't appear to be stopping. He stopped, and that truck just plowed right through the intersection. And if that motherfucker wasn't there, I would have just seen the green light and clear road ahead of me, and I would have gone right through that light, and I would have gotten fucking rammed by this motherfucker in a real bad way, <laughs> potentially. Oh, my goodness. That could have been very bad for old Johnny boy. Uh, yeah. So that was, uh, I guess that was a great start to the day. It was like, holy shit. That could have that gone very, very badly. And it didn't. And the best I could do, I kind of, the, the truck who, who saved me, who saved us both by not going through the green light, uh, I pulled up to him, uh, you know, he was a few lanes over at the next light, taking a left turn, and I was going straight in the right lane. And I just kind of, I couldn't even see a tinted window, I couldn't even see, so I'm like waving, like giving him a thumbs up, like, thank you. Like, I, that's the least I can do. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you might have fucking saved my life, literally. Uh, by by waiting for that that idiot to blow through the red light. So, all right, good. That's a good start to the week. Not being dead is a great way to start the week. And here I am, giving you podcast excellence. The golden pipes are still intact. Oh my gosh. Anyway, whew, be careful out there, everybody. You just fucking uh, people are. I don't know. It's a weird. Everything's just so weird. There's a, there's a, there is certainly a glitch in the matrix, to say the least. Okay, uh, that's it. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your day. Enjoy WrestleMania. Enjoy Duke basketball. All that stuff. Good weekend ahead. It's only Tuesday, though, which is a bummer. And I got to run. Take it easy. Until next time, this is Johnny Boy, the Birthday Boy Podcast. Go to birthdayboyshop.com. Get merch. If you if you could possibly do it, it'd be lovely to go to birthdayboyshop.com, pick up some merch, and, uh, you know, wear it. <laughs> Use it. I, I don't know. Okay, gang. That's it. We'll talk to you next time. Right here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Later, Gators.